everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Ryan Fitch. What's going on, Emma? Ryan, I'm so glad you're here. You are in the Institute with the Wake team, correct? Correct. Middle school students. Middle school. We have had next to no crossover. None. So I'm absolutely I'm zero. looking forward to getting to know yeah. you. What's your story? And then fast forward, how'd you end up here today? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say what's going on? Join the journey, fam. I've been doing the journey with you and it's been super fun. But I'm also, I'm a resident here, like she just said, on the Wake team where I get to enjoy the chaos of middle school ministry and hanging out with middle schoolers. Um, and I love every second of it. And the reason I love it is because when I was a student in high school, I heard the gospel from a faithful preacher at a summer camp in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Nice. Came to know, he preached on John 10, and I came to know, I was like, the thief does still kill and destroy. Oh, yeah. But Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. And that was the night that I realized that God's grace was real, and it was evident in my life. And I placed my faith in Jesus, and that was 2018. I was 17 years old. Did you grow up in the church? Or grew you... up in and around the church pretty okay. much. I was at the church Sunday mornings and pretty frequently on Wednesday nights. Okay. So. So you were around, but that's, I was that's around, when it clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I would say I was pretty much a Pharisee and like knew what to say, knew everything that I should do and, and how I should live, but it never really, like the heart knowledge just wasn't there. Yeah. So what did that look like heading into college? Uh, at 17, you said? Yeah. So 17. So junior in high school, I'm guessing? Summer mm-hmm. before junior year? Summer going into senior year. Senior year. Yeah. Okay. So you give your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. It clicks. How does your, what does life look like for Ryan after that? So senior year, I was like, came back to my high school and I was pretty much Jesus freak. Like I was like, guys, I found Jesus. Yeah, you were. He's where satisfaction's found. And uh, pretty much it was really, it was honestly kind of a hard year because I was trying to figure out how to live out a Christian life with mostly around me was just a bunch of nominal Christians. And what I was reading in the New Testament, I was like, we have to live this out. Like this is what God is calling us to and so I really didn't experience that until my freshman year of college. And so moved to Dallas and went to Dallas Baptist University. And that's when I actually got plugged in here at Watermark in the college ministry. Oh, cool. So that's kind of where it plays into like, got plugged into a community group. Uh, a man named Grant Wilkie, who was the, a resident at the time in the college ministry, he started discipling me. And I just really saw the joy of following Christ and living authentically and like having a courageous faith, pretty much all the core values that we hold here at a church. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it, Ryan. Well, I'm excited for you to share from Genesis 33 and I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah. What you got for us? Okay. I'll take this away. So Genesis 33, let's set the table guys. Yeah. So we've seen in the chapters uh, before Genesis 33, specifically Genesis 25, we see that Esau has sold his birthright to Jacob. So Jacob has essentially just kind of stolen the birthright from Esau. Then we get to Genesis 27, and Esau again is robbed by Jacob. And this time it's of his father's blessing. And at the end of Genesis 27, we see that Esau at this moment, he's fed up. And it actually, scripture says that he hated Jacob, his brother, and he actually wanted to kill him. And so why do I— Pretty intense. It is intense. He wanted to kill his brother out of his hatred. So there's a lot of anger, a lot of animosity there. And so the reason I set the table for that for Genesis 33 is because we have to come to Genesis 33 knowing this so that we understand the the anxiety and the tension that Jacob has to be feeling because he's about to see his brother Esau. 
And this is the first time in a long time. And they're estranged, if you will. Yeah. Estranged, painful past. And so I just really want to set that table so that we see how how Jacob's feeling. And so when we when we get into it, we see that Jacob was fearful in Genesis 32 because he knew all the things he's done to Esau. And then we get to 33 and he's actually met with grace. To his surprise. To his surprise by his brother Esau, who hated him and wanted to kill him. And it's grace. He's greeted with love and not animosity. And so what we see is Esau is pretty much showed Jacob undeserved favor. He showed Jacob grace. And actually verse four, uh, it says that Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, kind of giving us this prodigal son picture uh, of Luke 15. And he fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept together. And so the reason I say that is because it's pretty much saying that they've reconciled. Yeah. Which means that they have restored their relationship into a friendly relationship, a brotherly relationship. And it should encourage us because we see that we still have the ministry of reconciliation today. God has given it to us through Christ. Specifically, we see that in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 and 19. And the reason what we should walk away with here from this chapter is that we are to reciprocate reconciliation because we personally have received reconciliation from our Savior. Mm, That's good, right? From our King. And, And because of that, we respond. Totally. And that could seem at the surface, like a cliche, yeah, Christians, we're supposed to forgive each other. Yeah. Okay, next. What's the next, Diva? What's the next chapter? What would you say to that? The person who wants to brush over this this story's application as, of course, I know I'm supposed to forgive other people. Yeah. Why? Mm. Like, I would ask why. Like, have, have you, do you understand the forgiveness you've received? Would be the question. Like, it, it's a posture of your heart. It's an attitude. So would you say, hey, if we are viewing the message of forgiveness and reconciliation complacently, I'm, I'm in a dangerous spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I would I would do some inventory. Yeah. I'd start digging. That's good. Ryan, how has this played out in your own life? Multiple ways. Yeah. I would say— You shared it, a story it, in your Devo, so yeah, give I, us another example. Another example, really a practical example, would be my roommates. We, I, Anyone I've ever lived with would say I'm— I, I could be easy to live with, but I also have, like, we all live differently. We have different mannerisms. Yeah. Some of us do the dishes immediately when we're done with them. Yep. Some of us leave them there for weeks. Weeks at a time. Like, oh, like oh no. nasty. Yeah. I've lived with college guys. Like, there's been weeks of dishes in our yeah. in our sink before. And it's played out practically by just having the conversation like, hey, like, are you doing the dishes? Like, like can we come to an agreement here? Can we restore, like, there's, I have a little it can, tension. The little thing can build yeah. up yeah. over time. Uh, you can grow a bitter heart, and that starts to affect how you're treating that person. Just over something as minute as the dishes. So That's good. That's real. I can confess on this podcast to everyone listening that I have been the roommate who doesn't want to do the dishes. Yeah, me too. But been there. I think I've I've been working on it, but I, I get that. It's real. Um we look at the rest of this chapter as we wrap up, and I think the gist is is this. We see the brothers go back and forth, and Jacob offers Esau this livestock as yeah. a gift. And they kind of go back and forth about who's going to live first, who's going to live second. And there's this whole conversation about should Jacob escort Esau or vice versa, and they're kind of doing this 
no, you go. No, you go. Please, after you. I'm doing that back and forth thing. And eventually Esau decides, okay, Esau's going to go first. He leaves. And Jacob's like, hey, I'll, I'll be right behind you. I'll go. I'll go next. I'll meet you there. And there is, I think, a little bit of an unanswered question at the end of this. A little bit. End of the story because Jacob doesn't meet Esau. He ends up going to this other town. Sukkoth is where Jacob goes, but that is not where Esau went. And so he had told Esau, I'll meet you there, and he goes somewhere else. Now, some commentators would say, hey, verse 14, when Jacob says he'll meet you there, I'll meet you there. He might have just meant at some point in the distant future, like a see you later, not a, hey, I'm right behind you. Uh, But throughout the rest of scriptures, we never know if he ever goes to visit, to visit his brother uh, in Sierra, which kind of begs, begs the question of, hey, all throughout these stories, Esau is painted in a much more favorable light. Well, Jacob seems to have some issues to kind of sum it up. Uh, what do you think, Ryan, we can learn from that? the comparison between the two brothers. I feel like Esau treated Jacob a little bit better in the yeah. situation. And that's kind of what we weren't expecting. Mm. Because Esau has been the receiver of all of the All the of bad, Jacob's mess. All the bad deeds done yeah. by Jacob. Yeah. The stealing the birthright, the robbing the blessing. And Esau's had this hatred that we've we've seen. But then Jacob has fear because he knows that that I think the average person would think, oh Esau wanted to kill me. Like he's he going to pay. Wants, pay he he wants, wants to pay me back for yeah, all the wrong he, I did. He still wants revenge, mm. even to this day. But we've seen like Esau is he's been he's changed a little bit, and he treats his brother with a lot of favor, and a, and a lot of honor in this. Honestly, there's there's too much honor because it just goes back and right. forth, and nothing really gets done. Yeah. But they do part ways, and and we're left to wonder: Did Jacob ever go see Esau? We don't know. We don't know. You you guys listening can... They certainly didn't have FaceTime to catch up. They didn't. So, or Zoom or Microsoft Teams or anything. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, I think we're out of time. So we'll end on the mystery. Of did they ever reunite again? Let us know. Let us know what you think. Leave a review. Come on. Ryan, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And as always, I am so glad we are all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.